Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am with my friend Jameson. Hi there. Nice to have you in here, Jameson. It's great to I, be here. I um, don't know a lot about you, which is good, because I <laughs> thought we could kind of uh, just start fresh, but um, I know you seem like to be an interesting person. So um, would you like to give me a little of your background? I guess like yeah. where you come from, where you lived, then we can talk about others. Yeah. So I come from, it's Crystal Lake, Illinois that I was born in. But I was very much raised from second grade to now in a farming community called Pulaski. It's up by Green Bay. Um, and it's it's two different places that you kind of get to know. Like, there's some stuff of Crystal Lake, but there's some there's mostly Pulaski area. Yeah. And now that I transferred to Whitewater, it's a lot more Whitewater than Pulaski. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's three different cultures in one, which is very interesting. My tattoo on my arm, my bird, I got in Crystal Lake, a dark heart tattoo. Really? Yeah. Marky Halatish, he's a really great tattoo artist at dark heart. Do you know where dark heart is? No, I do not. Yeah. I'll have to go check it out, though. I'm looking to get it's, a tattoo It's here really soon. awesome. I would recommend Marky, definitely, yeah. and I would definitely recommend a dark heart tattoo, but... I like Crystal Lake. It's pretty. I like Woodstock, too. Yep. Like Woodstock is so beautiful. Woodstock is very beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I love their chocolate factory. I have yet to try that. Yeah. I've only drove through Woodstock, so I have to try the yeah. chocolate factory. Yeah, and they have a coffee bar where you can actually buy a coffee that's infused with smoke. What? And liquor. What? You can get it with booze, but then also it's, like, infused. Yeah, they infuse it with smoke. It's really fancy. That's that's really yeah. interesting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. And my friend Michael actually owns it with a couple other people. But it's a really cool, cool place. See, I'm a, I'm a big guy in the, the nitro stouts. Yeah. And, like, the nitro ball stouts. So okay. I think I'd actually get down with that. Oh, you probably would then. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. So, yeah, that's great. Okay, so... As you know, this is conversations about faith and doubt. Yep. And I'm just kind of curious what your background was as a kid believing. Like, how old are you now? I'm 21. 21, okay. So, um... How were you raised? Were you raised I was raised church? Christian. Uh, my dad was the son of a preacher man. Okay. Um, he was Lutheran, and then we went into Christianity more. Uh, my mom was a Catholic, and then it kind of just came into Christianity mostly. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much Catholicism. It was mostly Christian now. Um, I was raised with, like, you believe God, you read the Bible, um, you go to church. But as I got older, we stopped going to church because my dad re- got a job during that time where he actually has to 
leave the state, leave the country to go sell uh, green products mm. to these companies like mm-hmm. Starbucks and mm-hmm. stuff. So he sells machines oh. that they attach on top of their factories to clean out the air going through their factories. Amazing. So since my dad started doing that, we kind of stopped going to church, mm-hmm. and then uh, I started DJing also, so Sundays are known as relaxing days. Right, cause, sleeping in because you've been out Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't stop DJing until 2, 3 in the morning. I don't get home till about 4, 5 in the morning. Okay, I'm going to ask a really dumb question. All right. DJing, as in, like, playing songs for parties or doing the record, like, making noises. <laughs> so uh, what I do is I work at Andusies. It's up northern, kind of. Some people might know it. But uh, I do a lot of the turntables. So, like, I'll just do MP3 files, but it looks just like the records, pretty much. Wow. So it goes all through a computer system into the turntables, and you can do the scratching and stuff. But I do a lot of live mixing so I'll mix up songs like Shoop to Turn Down to What to, Who Let the Dogs Out to, whatever. Whatever my mind feels as a creative thing, and it's kind of like a piece of artwork, to say the least. That's amazing. I guess that's what a good DJ does, right? So the people there, I've never really understood DJing. One time I got stuck in an airport in Salt Lake City for 24 hours, and uh, we were talking earlier how I don't meet a stranger. Yeah. And I met this really cool black guy with long dreads, that was stranded too, and he's a famous DJ in Chicago, and he had been over to some country. They'd flown him over to do a DJ a party yep. or something, but I never realized it is such an art form. So it's really, the, the people art. in the audience aren't don't even know what's coming up, right? It's mm-hmm. it's all up to you to make this creative experience this, exactly where it, like you want where you want it to lull when you want it to lull, you want it to pick up when you want it to pick up. It's all on you, right? Yep. Awesome. A lot of times, uh, this actually this past time, uh, I did a mix. It was very interesting. Uh, somehow I matched up Turn Down for What to Crank That Soldier Boy to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh all my in God. one. And it was, it was very interesting. The crowd just went nuts. Wow. And it was just a nonstop singing. And then we went right into uh, Don't Stop Believing, Living on a Prairie. Oh, my God. And it was like a whole bunch of throwbacks. So it was really cool. That sounds so cool. I'm going to make a few notes here. <laughs> awesome. So I know, like, turn it up for what? Yeah, I know. Turn down for what? <laughs> turn down for what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm showing my age here. Oh, my goodness. You're fine. Uh, Don't you worry. Um, that is so cool. So when you do do a mix, like, do you ever do it spontaneously? Like, you're, wow, that turned out really great. Or Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, I think this could work. Let me try this. Um, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work. Sometimes yeah. it does. It's a big hit or miss thing. But yeah. it's all about showing your character through music. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. So you don't go to church on Sunday morning nope. so much. that you pretty much sleep, right? That's your church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sleep probably four hours a day. So do you think there is a God, Jameson? I believe there's a higher power. Yeah. Um, to say the least, because you know I, I've looked into other religions throughout high school and college, and you know it seems like a lot of it there is one higher power through all of them, pretty much that mm-hmm. I've at least mm-hmm. studied. Mm-hmm. And whether that be like Luciferianism, Satanism, mm-hmm. Buddha, Buddhism, uh, Islam, Jewish, I mean all that stuff. It's there's a lot of there's a lot of signs of the higher power even in the Native Americans. Yeah. And it's like the great it's, spirit. Or, yeah. 
It, so is there a higher power in Satanism? I thought Satanism was more about self or... Yeah, Satanism is like more about self, <clears throat> but there's some stuff that does show a little bit of it. Yeah. But Luciferianism is actually like way darker than Satanism and it really? surprises people. Wow. Uh, like, I remember there's one thing that I read, uh, Luciferianism, like they... I don't know if it's true, though, because there's, like, some sources I don't trust, so don't quote me on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's some people that believe that they uh, their preacher is, like, Dracula. Like, the sons and daughters of Dracula. Really? And they, like, sacrifice, like, wow. goats and stuff. So, it's a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's very interesting, like, looking at it yeah. and reading about it. Would I practice it personally? Probably not, but it was very interesting to read. I'm 56 in November. Okay. And So you're turning I, 22. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I grew up during the Satanic Panic. Have you ever really? heard of that? No, I didn't. You should Google it sometime. But the Satanic Panic was kind of in the 70s, 80s when... It was kind of propagated by the church, but like, okay, Satanists, people were having cult, uh, covens everywhere and yeah. sacrificing your children. And there was this big thing, you'd appreciate this as a DJ, backward masking. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> Have you heard of that? Yeah, I heard where about you, that. You, we play the record backwards yep. and it says like, sir, shake. Oh my goodness. And we would go to these evangelical <laughs> church nights where you would learn about the evils of secular rock and roll and what they were really trying to get you to serve Satan. And, and then there was a comedian named Mike Warnke. Christian comedian. He was kind of like the Christian Louis C.K., okay? Yeah. He was very funny, but he, part of his testimony, do you know what I mean by testimony? Yep. Like his story with God was that he was a satanic high priest and that God appeared to him and then he got saved. So he literally, he wrote a book called The Satan Seller. He was huge. Really? Uh, huge in the late 70s, 80s. I remember him coming to my dad's coffee house and having dinner with him actually yep. he was kind of a celebrity but then he got found out that he was never a part of a satanic coven that sacrificed babies that it was all a big farce but he wow. was a big part of propagating this satanic panic yeah and um so you grew up thinking that the church of satan was always about the devil and yeah. then later I realized it was really way more about humanism. Yep. Right? And self and worshiping the self or just yep. empowering the self. And I actually have some friends that claim to be Satanists that are really wonderful people. Um, oh, yeah. But they can't say that they are because of what people think about exactly. that. You know? So. And I don't think we should ever judge someone on their religion. I mean, honestly, no. or anything like that. Well, we, we would should. normally say that, right? And I, I would bet most of my church people would agree with me unless... Somebody says they're a Satanist, then they think, well, no, we got to judge that because they're worshiping the devil. Whoa. But it's ignorance because they're not yeah. really understanding what they mean by that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but it, it was interesting growing up during the Satanic Panic, and there was these ch tracks that, do you know what a tract is? You no. give It used to be a way you would evangelize, so way before social media stuff, if you want to tell somebody about Jesus, you yeah. give them this little piece of paper. So there was these thing called Jack Chick Tracks. Okay. And Jack Chick Tracks were like little comic books. And they were all like, they had a sinner's prayer at the end. But they were, um, the guy was crazy, really, really crazy. But he, um, and I'm going to make some people mad saying this, but, oh my gosh. But he was big into like creating the whole satanic panic and these little kids being, you know, 
just real graphic yeah. on these little. You should Google Jack Chick tracks, and if you ever see them, they still people still give them out. Really, I collect them just for like a piece of history. I'm going, oh my god, give me that! I want that. Sometimes I was, I found you a Jack Chick track, but <laughs> it used to be a, a big way that things like that were propagated. So, so do you believe? So you do believe there's a higher power? Yes. Do you believe he's involved in your life at all? Honestly, that's that's a huge debate for me personally. Um, I was raised with the idea that, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus and God is always in your life. They're following you, and even when they're not following you, they're carrying you or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know... Like the footsteps thing. The footsteps yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I think most of the time, if you ask me, there could be something like that in my life showing it, kind of, because there has been times where I've been close to death, Mm-hmm. Um, there's been 11 times in my life where I've almost died and something's keeping me here. I don't know what personally, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's definitely something that I would kind of believe in, but I also feel like we make our own path mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how did you almost die? Like, did you have a physical problem or, um, so I was born with epilepsy, okay. um, they put me on experimental drugs a lot, and yeah. some of them had really negative mm-hmm. effects. There was one time where they had to restart my heart because oh my of one of the effects. Um, I took enough pills at the age of five to feed a 250-pound male. Oh. So I was completely stoned out of my mind, yeah. pretty much, to say the least. And there's been times where I've been uh, in accidents. I used to do motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do the high jump. Mm-hmm. And I would, um, I suffered three different concussions from mm-hmm. that. Um, one of them, I was out for five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, not breathing, not moving, not anything. And I remember my mom waking me up like, we're in the ER. I'm like, oh, this this is great <laughs> wow. type deal. And then um, I've been struck by lightning, which was a wow. trip and a half. Do not going to lie. Do you remember it? Very faint. Yeah. Very, very faint. Did it knock you out? Um, it was, it was very interesting. It was, it was more of like, I, I did get knocked out, but I was also kind of in um, my blazer at the time. Mm. It struck the blazer on the top and then shocked me while I was inside mm. of the G, of the blazer because it's a lot of steel. It's a mm-hmm. 95 mm-hmm. Chevy blazer. It's a steel mm-hmm. box, literally. Mm-hmm. And when you live in the country and you're like, wow. I love to look at lightning, and all of a sudden, boom. Wow. And it did shock me, and I'm like, I kind of did black out for a while, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that was close <laughs> type mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a pain replacing, like, five different fuses in the in mm-hmm. the thing, but yeah. I'm just lucky to be breathing Absolutely. at that point. And then, so yeah. do you still get seizures? Do you get seizures? Um, I haven't had seizures, so from the age of... I started at three, they stopped at five, and then just recently, it was last month, I had a seizure, and it's it's been a little bit of a setback, because it's kind of like a mental thing that's like, oh no, this yeah. is happening again. How long did it last? Like, were you aware you were having it, or no? It was, it was in the middle of the night, because I also suffer with insomnia, mm-hmm. and it was in the middle of the night where all of a sudden, I woke up, and my entire body was shaking, like I could... Mm-hmm. I could see, I couldn't talk, um, my arms were shaking, my legs were shaking for about, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes, 
and then I fell back asleep. But I remember, like, waking up and shaking, and I could feel, like, the pain in my arm from shaking so much. But you were powerless to do yeah. anything. So it was, it was interesting. Wow. I've never had wow. that happen since I was three, probably, and I don't yeah. even remember back then. Right. So, like, yeah. I hope it doesn't come back, or else I might have to quit DJing. Right. <laughs> Which would be a very much of a strike. Well, because you don't want to... Sometimes you can't drive when you have exactly. seizures. My son has seizures, but... um. He's on that new FDA-approved cannabis oil. Really? Yes, and they only approve it for people with two types of seizures. And um, his mm, kind of fit, but they kind of made it work. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping that we are definitely seeing a decrease. But it's good the FDA is finally, I mean, yeah, literally. It is awesome approved. to see that. Yeah, it's approved. And they say it's 100 times stronger than what I could get at the st- smoke shop. Yeah. Because I was buying it from the smoke shop. Yeah, so. I, I've, I've stopped at the smoke shop to go buy CBD at one point because yeah. I stretched my a whole right side of my body, yeah. pushing a cart for Broadway, and I couldn't move for a week, so I bought CBD, and I vaped it because I vaped yeah. back back at the time, and helps so much. I know. It's Heavily crazy. recommend for, like, painkillers or right. anything like that. Yeah. Well, Heavily recommend. Even doing the over-the-counter, he was getting, like, three, four a day, and yep. he would go down to maybe once every other day. Yep. But now on this stuff, I'm not really seeing anything. That's so awesome. I'm really grateful. But he's also on a, another seizure med, too. But, wow. Okay. So you think um, that God is involved, maybe, in our life? Maybe. It's, it's, it's a What are the problems about that, Jameson? What, what's it's, the problem when we say that? When we say God's involved, what does that mean then? What are the ramifications of that? It, it, to me, it kind of means, like, you're not really in control of your life then. Mm. Like, I'd, I'd rather be in control of me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I would not want to have something dictate on what I do personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one of those things. But, like, I still, you know, you read the Bible when you're younger, and you still kind of have that mentality mm-hmm. to believe mm-hmm. it. But as I've gotten older, like, honestly, I... I would have to say I really don't believe there is a higher power, but there still kind of is because mm-hmm. there's stuff that shows mm-hmm. that there could be. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. very much of a big debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of problems that like atheists have with believing that there's a God that's involved in our life. Because I know there's people that believe there might be something bigger out there, but it's definitely not the Christian God in their yep. mind because... You know, like one so eloquently said, then God would be a dick because yeah. he, mom, you know, found you, I just outed who, <laughs> found you a parking place and you're all excited or the diamond fell out of your ring. Yeah. And after five houses, you found it in the middle of somebody's floor. <laughs> and I'm sorry, to me, that felt like a miracle, right? But he doesn't answer the prayer of somebody who's being raped or tortured or... Yeah. Or some other little kid died of their seizure, but you didn't. Do you see what I'm saying? How do we reconcile that? I don't ever have an answer for it's, that. I don't either, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. And it, it's one of those things. Yeah. That it's it's very hard to explain. Yeah. If even possible to explain, you know. I don't even know if this is enough of an answer, but my son, who I talk about sometime in yep. class, when he was nine, he was at a funeral of a little boy we had prayed for. He had played with him. And he had died of his brain cancer. And I remember we were up at the casket. The kid was open casket. He um, really cushion-goid from steroids, mm-hmm. you know, a little heavy. And um, I was really worried thinking Josiah would ask me 
why this little boy died and he didn't. And I was already anticipating his question. And he takes my hand and he looks up at me and he says, Mommy, do you remember when I was going to die, but it wasn't my turn? And I thought at the point at that time that made a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. like as hard as it is to imagine that it would be somebody's turn at 4 or 5 or 2 maybe it was and maybe that's what their life was sent here for for yep. that amount of time to me that made more sense than most things i hear from a pulpit you know yeah. like somebody's sin in somebody's life or god doesn't hear your prayer because of this or and to this day I don't take his life for granted. I just feel like when it's our turn, we go. You yep. know, I had cancer two years ago. I didn't die from it. I feel an urgency to do all these things, like have this podcast or write yeah. my book and do this and make this big splash in the world. I feel really, really compelled. And sometimes I think, geez, Kathy, just who cares if you do it? You're an old lady. You don't have to do a podcast. You don't have to write a book. You can just be. Watch the next Netflix series. You know, just chill. <laughs> But, and I do that too, but I feel like I need to just, like I'm here for a time, but that time may be up. Yeah. And I don't know when that time is. That's one of the scary things in life, honestly. We don't know when the time is just going to stop. And I think in a way it's beautiful to live your life like that. Like, I think that's a gift I got from cancer or maybe a gift you've gotten from 11 times not dying when you could have. Like, okay, I could have died then, but I didn't. I'm alive now. So I should make something out of my life? Yeah, and, you know, I think everyone should live with that mentality at a certain point. I think so, too, Jameson. Because I do. you have, I, me personally, I have more fulfilling life than some of my other friends. Yeah. I mean, if you don't take, you know, what was it, one of my buddies, he was depressed for a while. And he's like, Jameson, how do you make it through the day? I told him, live with an open mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Wake up early if that helps. Mm-hmm. I I try to get... You know, eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. da 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 da. But really, I get about five hours of sleep because I just like waking up at five in the morning, yeah. looking at the sunset, come up or four in the morning, yeah. go for a walk. Do you really do that? Oh yeah, even today I went for a walk at four in the morning, wow. five in the morning. It was actually really peaceful. Not gonna lie. Do you know Native Americans do that? Really? They get up really early in the morning because, especially the the fathers and the husbands. I learned this in this uh, video I watched. Because it's not it's not even just for exercise, but it's just to contemplate the day and to thank the Great Spirit for this and to think about what they're going to do and what they're going to accomplish and to be grateful and just take a moment of silence because life is so crazy. And I think that makes so much sense. It, it honestly does help out. I'm not going to lie. Waking yeah. up early, for me personally, has helped out. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you live in the dorm? or do you live Yeah, in- I live uh, in Stern. Do your friends think you're crazy for waking yes. up? <laughs> I bet you're one of the yes. few that does that. Wow. I'm one of the very few in Staring, but I'm also one of the, like, 0.5% of DJs that yeah, do that since I we're bet. up till 2 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. So there's days that I run on, you know, two hours of sleep besides Sundays. Yeah. Sundays are the days I sleep for you 12 sleep hours. sleep crash, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. So when you think about your friends or people you hang out with, your peer group... How do you think, what is the general belief about God in them? Do you have friends that are atheists? Do you have friends that aren't? Or so, all kind? Does it matter to them? It's kind of interesting. Um, one of my friends is uh, satanic. One of my friends is Luciferianism. 
um, and one of my friends, uh, most of them are Catholic and Christian. Mm-hmm. But we all have a belief on, we would rather, you know, we'll talk about religion and the stuff that we know about it, but we're not going to force it onto someone. Mm-hmm. We feel the three things in life uh, that we follow as a friend group is uh, we speak with an open mind and we help out who can, you know, anyone that can expand from from our knowledge or expand or we can expand from their knowledge, mm-hmm. um, respectful to mm-hmm. everyone and try your best to never judge someone. Mm-hmm. And those are the three things that we try mm-hmm. to base ourselves off of. You know, my friends, Alyssa, Caleb, Hanson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know Hanson. Yep, Hanson. Was he the one who told you to take my class? Uh, no, uh, Brian Lucas told me to take oh, your class, okay. but Hanson's like, oh my goodness, you go Hanson and is precious, yeah. So, me and him are, uh, I've been helping him out with some audio stuff recently, and he's like, he's actually a really good kid, not gonna lie. Hanson McVeigh. Yep. Yep. He did his, uh, Sojourners, did he tell you what he did? Uh, it was the, uh, gay bar, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I saved his paper, I made a copy of it and saved <laughs> it. It was so good. It was what he learned by going to a gay bar as a man who had been typically thinking you shouldn't do that and it was really precious what he it's definitely a culture shock yeah from like hearing his stories because he did tell me a lot about it yeah and it's it really shocked him and he still goes there yeah oh that's awesome so it's it's very interesting Uh, i think he's he's going back i think maybe this winter i think he was telling me about it it's either this winter or this coming spring that he's going to go back i would love to talk to him sometime you should put a little bug in his ear oh i will i will most definitely um that's awesome. So your generation is way more. Okay, so do you see our generation, meaning myself or your parents, as having living by those three things, keeping an open mind, help help, help expand people's knowledge, and don't judge? Um, I think it's, it's kind of hard because, you know, I grew up with parents that at first they were the exact opposite. And now, you know, my parents, they're completely different. They're more of like those three rules but through my experiences of working on farms working with like the older generation towards weddings and stuff Mm -hmm. they're not as Mm open-minded it's very interesting to hear some of the things i mean you're you're very open-minded obviously Mm -hmm. but it's it's some of the people that i've met they're against gay people Mm -hmm. they're against trans people they're against Mm -hmm. african americans Mm -hmm. um and it's is so different and it's very much of like how, how do I say it's it's just way different seeing the mm-hmm. differences in my generation your generation we agree on certain things but there's certain things that we all don't agree on mm-hmm. you know do you think that your generation will do better or is doing better because I always do I always feel like your generation is more accepting of diversity yes in general I think do we'll do that? better in certain things mm-hmm. but not everything Mm -hmm. because i think there's still some flaws with my generation Mm -hmm. um some of them like the things that we could do better like that we'll do better is like diversity Mm -hmm. being a little bit maybe more respectful towards like Mm -hmm. politics and stuff like that yeah and being more open-minded but i also don't think our generate my generation almost said our generation geez you tell me i was 22 (laughs) i mean yeah you're right um so yeah our generation um Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think there's certain things that they would need to, like, work on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, like, because I'm also an entrepreneurship minor. Okay. And seeing 
certain things in entrepreneurship classes that they believe in, it's very interesting because those are kind of like the people that are going to like make it in the business world. People say that, mm-hmm. you know, well, might make it into politics, mm-hmm. but because of all the money that it takes to go into politics mm-hmm. nowadays. But seeing like certain people on how like evil they are on like stealing, you know, business from this person because they want to grow their business and they want to mm-hmm. mess up this person's business mm-hmm. and they're not even competitors. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very evil to see very that. Cutthroat and very corruption. cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's also like some some of my generation were very money hungry because we mm-hmm. feel like Social Security is going to be gone mm-hmm. by the time we get to so you're you know, worried, 60. Kind of, you're like, a lot of them shit. are worried. Yeah. They want to save up every single penny. They don't want to spend a dime sometimes. Interesting. But also there's that whole thing with, uh, I don't know if you looked into it, but the uh, bubble that's growing in the market from uh, college loan debt. Yeah. There's a huge bubble. So what do you mean by bubble? I know there's a massive amount, but in a bubble in fact that it, in the way that it's going to pop like the housing yes. bubble did. So. What would that look like? I don't know exactly what it would look like, but I'm going to say that it's, it's going to destroy a lot of our economy. I don't think it's going to set us back into a Great Depression. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when that bubble bursts... It's going to hit us hard, but not extremely hard. So kind of like when it gets so high that nobody will pay, so like nobody will pay back yeah. their loans, and then somebody will be out there holding the bag for trillions of dollars of debt. Is that what you're yep. saying? Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. And I think banks are going to fail. Some banks oh, are going to okay. fail. And that's the scary part about it. Yeah. Because, like, I remember some of the 2008 stuff because my mom's a realtor. Okay. And I've worked for mortgage companies. Yeah. And I yeah. saw, yeah. you know, the records of 2008. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And if this, you know, tuition, the whole college student yeah. debt stuff, yeah. it's as hard as that. I don't know what would happen right. with my generation at least because we didn't really experience that as much as your generation. Right. Because right. you're much older. You're already in the work for like, Yeah. We are just getting into it yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So it's it's scary. Yeah, my college is way over six figures. And I just have a master's. Still, it's, it's, it's like, insane. Wow. I mean... My sister's sitting with around... Uh, 200 grand in debt right now because she's going towards law. Wow. And she is, what, two years away from graduating. Oh, my God. So it's going to so, climb. Yeah, she's paying, I think it was 80 grand a year for college at least. So, like, and, like, you know, my family, we're, like, middle class, so we can kind of help out. Yeah. But we can't help out all the time. Right, right. And it's very hard, and... <laughs> You know, I was I was fortunate enough to have my first year of college paid for because mm-hmm. my dad saved it up since I was little. Mm-hmm. But since then, I had been taking out loans. Yeah. And luckily, you're at a state it's school. It's scary. It's not man. so bad, though. You know, I mean, yeah. you're at a state school. And I'm in state, which is helping. Right. But it's also yeah. scary with that interest rate. Yeah, I know. Even though it might look mm-hmm. like not that big of a deal right now, mm-hmm. but I know in three years down the road right. is going to hit like a freight train. Yeah. I'm proud of you for even thinking about it, though. A lot of people don't even think about these things, in my experience. Do you think that? I would, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Do I you mean, think your friends take you this as seriously as you do? No? No. No way. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, well, I got loans. They're, they're more the people that are like, well, 
it's not in front of my player right now, so I can't really deal with it right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm like, I get that, but like You will you have know, to deal with it. You're gonna have to deal with it at some point. So let me guess your birth order. Are you You have a sister, you said. Yes. Are you the baby? Yes, I'm the youngest of my family that is blood. Okay. I have non-blood family. How many too. how many siblings blood siblings do you have? Just one. Okay. So okay. I just have a sister, but Yeah. I have a yeah, lot of non-blood You're very family. responsible for cuz it's like I knew I kind of felt like you were, but what you were talking about your parents, how close you are to them and stuff, but I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Aww. the baby of the family usually gets very close with their parents when yeah. they're about four or five years apart. Yeah. So. Yeah. That is so true because it's a little too far to be really close to the sibling because mm-hmm. you just miss them in school and all that stuff. I only had my sister in elementary school for one year. Yeah. And one year in college, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just about because, I mean, yeah. I was in second grade and, no, I was in first grade and she would have been in fifth. I think. I don't know. I can't remember that well. So, Jameson, do you see hope for the future? Like, I mean, what do you think? I see some hope for the future. I think there's certain things. Do you want to have kids? I I don't know on that one yet. I'm... I mean, I'm not pressuring you, but yeah, I'm saying... I know, I know, I know. I know some young people say, I don't want to bring kids into this world. They may not be here, you know, climate change, all that stuff. Exactly. I think, I think we'll be here for... Like, if yeah. if I end up having kids, I think my kids' kids will still be here. So I'm, I'm okay with having kids in the future. Yeah. But my main focus before having that is building a foundation. Good for you. For stuff. So, like, taking care of school loans. Mm-hmm. Get a nice apartment or a nice house... Mm-hmm. Get a study job, mm-hmm. then think about having kids. Until then, just mm-hmm. push it away. What's your for major? A bit. Uh, electronic media and minor in entrepreneurship. So, what do you want to do ideally? Like, what would be your dream? So, you're going to be an entrepreneur. You want to start something on your well, own? Yeah, I don't really know. There's there's two things that are going on in my head right now mm-hmm. towards my dream job. Uh, I want to do uh, be a fully master, which fully work is pretty much. Um, in movies, you know how, like, when they open up doors or slam them or yeah, walk down, yeah, it yeah. feels bigger than life? Yeah. So there's a guy or a girl or yeah. whatever gender they are, not, you yeah, know, yeah. judging anyone for anything like that, but whatever gender they are, they're in the studio for 8 to 10 hours a day making those noises. So really? stepping on gravel, um, they'll punch, uh, like, uh, pig carcasses to, yeah. like, get the hitting noise. Oh, and like then, a thud when something yeah. drops, or I never thought of and that. And it's it's very interesting because you can't get that all with like couple takes on set. You right. have to go into a studio and create that noise. Yes, and the fully master what his job is is to record that noise. So I would have to like record a a yeah. knock. Yeah, and I would have to sync that up to the yeah. film. Oh, and your DJ skills would come in and yeah. Okay, so have you heard of Jordan Peterson? No. Jordan Peterson is kind of a guru. He's a psychologist in Canada for a lot of young people. Um, somewhat political, kind of a dense, like against like identity politics, yeah. different things. I mean, you can. He's a very controversial figure, but I listened to a talk he did on creativity a couple weeks ago. It was very good. Basically, saying when he talks to artists, musicians, people that have some kind of creative outlet, painters, writers, yep. he said it's so important to develop a skill that you can have a job and get paid at, and then you do that on the side. Yep. Like, 
Because it's this pipe dream. You know, there's such a small percentage. Like, say you want to be the next hip-hop rapper, right? Yeah. The the likelihood of you being that guy... Yeah, I'm is, not the next Slim Shady. It's like one <laughs> and you know, right? So instead of putting all your eggs in that basket, be smart, gain a skill, go to school for a skill, or do something that gets you a skill that you can make money at, and then develop your passion. And if they overlap or they begin to merge into each other, then take that one step at a time. And yep. I just thought that was really good advice. But um, I could see how here, you being a DJ, that being your passion, that kind of goes right into something like that. Yeah, and then, you know, I've I've actually been running my own DJ company since I was yep. 15. Wow. And I kind of just took entrepreneurship just to, like, yeah. learn more of the financing areas and yeah. stuff like that. Because I learned a lot about accounting, uh, social media development, and all that from uh, AMAC Home Loans. I used to be their social media rep okay. and their uh, intern for pretty much all the loan officers and wow. at the RAM team up in Green Bay. So I was able to learn a lot of that stuff. And, you know, uh-huh. since I've been taking entrepreneurship classes, I came up with another idea in case mm-hmm. the audio thing with mastering doesn't work out. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually in the development stages of it. I'm hoping to make a couple models of it here soon, but wow. I'm uh, there. There's been speakers that like shoot a normal speaker in a classroom, like the ones up by the yeah. whiteboard. They just shoot sixty to ninety degrees, mm-hmm. so they shoot like that much okay. towards directional. Okay. Uh, line arrays, which are concert speakers, shoot about one hundred and twenty, which is about here. Okay. Okay. No one has ever made a one hundred and sixty to one hundred and eighty degree speaker. Oh, like so, flat almost. Where we just it'd, it'd be kind of like that. Yeah, it'd yeah. be it'd be it'd be yeah. about there for directional, and you'd be able to take only maybe one or two in a large size classroom to cover the entire area. Yeah, so that's what we're building right now for uh, classrooms, a consumer model, and uh, PA systems for DJs, and we're shooting for all like lightweight stuff, new technology. Uh, we're actually able to fit. Uh, two very bit two uh ten inch subwoofers yeah and uh a whole line array of like horns and stuff to shoot that far and we have them all angled at different angles and stuff upwards downwards to be able to shoot that and it it would cost just about as much as a normal PA system and would just be as lightweight as a normal one. Oh, that's awesome! So like we're in the development stages of it. So you've already developed quite the resume for somebody who's twenty one. Yeah, I I, I tried going into different areas. Um, Since I started DJing, I was able to work with other artists like Skrillex, uh, Exition, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse wasn't too much of a fan of me. You worked with that Exition? Isn't that the one you sent me that video? Um, No, that was that's XX Tentacion. Okay. Okay. That's a different guy. He's he's a rapper. These are all like dubstep EDM artists. Okay. Okay. Um, I've worked with Marshmallow. Okay. Um, I was able to have the opportunity to meet uh, Tom Petty a couple of times and really? talk to him about music, and it was it's very different. And I was able to work with Broadway shows, and I tried learning every basics of sound so That's I can so apply cool. that to DJing or mastering or this now new idea with speakers, so I can actually make you know different outlets just in case one doesn't work. Wow. And I originally came to Whitewater to be a teacher. Wow. An elementary school second grade teacher. Wow. And now I'm stuck in sound. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) 
I'm impressed. I have no doubt you're going to be a success, Jameson. I hope. Even if you have a lot of eggs and a lot of baskets, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? And you're very practical about how you see your future. And, I try to think yeah. of many backup plans because I know that it's going to be hard to get into this Have you field. ever heard Brian Lucas's band? No, not yet. I have to go awesome. check it out. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yep, I really, awesome. I really want to go check him yeah. out. But every single time that he's had a gig, yeah. I had a gig on the same too. day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for talking to me. This has been great. And um, I appreciate it. I know you're going to do good things. I hope so. Thank you so much you're for coming. You're welcome, honey. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284.